Bobby Bones post show pre show. Went to get my suit fitted yesterday for Ray's wedding. Yeah! I never got harassed by you to get it done, though, because Lunchbox said you were harassing him. I feel like I can text him pretty much whatever I want to, and so that's what I did. I mean, every single day, pimp, get suit. Suit today, pimp. Uh, don't be a loser. Get a suit. I mean, just every single day. Finally, okay, I went and got the suit fitted. Oh, you did too? Yes. Because he's so annoying. But you don't know, it's not just me. I got a wedding planner asking me, hey, who's still on the list hasn't done it? I got a fiance asking me, hey, what's up with your groomsmen? All my bridesmaids are good to go. So yeah, no, I mean, everything's about to be, all ducks are in a row. It took 15 seconds, by the way. Yeah, it was very easy. Thank you. Yeah, I walked in, they were like, uh, what size shoe are you? What size am I or do I tell people? <laughs> They're like, are you? I was like, okay, 11. And then they measured your waist and they measured your shoulders. Put a jacket on, you're out of there in five minutes. It was just getting there. It's in a rough part of town. Sorry about that. Is, oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's fine. We've all done it though, right? All yes. the groomsmen have done it. Yeah! Good job, guys. I got hit last night from Caitlin. She was like, hey, we, um, they're asking if we can go to a rehearsal. And I was like, man, I'm really trying to limit myself around folks. She goes, you only once in your life does one of your good friends get married. Yeah. YOLO. Like, God dang it, man. So we're coming. Did she tell you guys that? Well, I'm hoping, yeah. I, but they want to do the run through that so it's we're not all flustered day of, like game day, and then all the, we're freaking out, fumbling stuff. It's going to be on Fox or what? What's, what's <laughs> happening here? Did I tell you what he wants? Have you have you told Bones what we're doing before your wedding? Ray? Oh man, I think that's kind of on the DL for okay. now. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> There's no way you two should know what's happening, and I not. Yeah, right. it's weird that Bones doesn't know. Is he not part of it? The reason I had to give them a heads up and a couple of my other buddies is because you've been doing something every week that will prepare you for this, but nobody else really has. So I wanted to give them a heads up so they don't just show up and they're like, "Wow." I haven't done this since I was in second grade. I wish somebody would have told me. To prepare me? Yes, yeah, we're been... going to play Red Rover before the wedding. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. He has this whole Red game Rover. plan. Of we're not playing Red Rover. No, he wants to do field day, track and field, like sack races. Before the wedding? Yeah, there's going to be some fun stuff just where we can meet up. The girls would then come on their own, but it, it, it's very entertaining, and it'll keep us, like, our minds off of the wedding at hand. Okay, here, here's the twist, though. He says that we need to get ready there with him. And there are showers. Wait, no, no, no right, you to gotta shower. let us go home and get cleaned up. <laughs> but, I'm okay. Listen, I'm in. Whatever you need and want. That's what I said. But the showering. The, yeah, we gotta go home <laughs> and get cleaned up. We gotta put on suits. You gotta do that from the comfort of your own home, not at the back of the Y. <laughs> he says he's got showers there, so we're gonna get all sweaty, gross, and then we shower together, and then we go to the wedding. That's some real bonding. That's I'll be honest with you. I've been told though it's a we have an area where we could all shower together and it's very feasible. I don't want to have to carry towels, all my bathroom stuff to a rent. Ray, you gotta let us go home. <laughs> it's just an option. Anybody can do whatever they want to. Well, but but it's your day, bro. But for have? the camaraderie, can you see us all slapping each other in the butt with the oh, towels? No, I can't. I can't. That's the problem. What is happening now? I told you, dude, and he didn't want to tell you this. He wants to go back to middle school gym class. That's what he wants. What want. were you guys doing in middle school gym class where you're all in the shower and this is... <sighs> we were showering at middle school and it was You guys showered but... in middle school together? Yeah. I... We didn't. Oh, I didn't. I put cologne on. Yeah, no, no one just, just no one no, did. No one did at that. At middle school. It wasn't until like 11th grade where... 11th grade? We finally, st- at football, yeah, yeah. football, people showered. In 10th grade, I was the youngest, the, the youngest grade on the senior high team. There's no way... With those big guys, you were going to get in that shower. 
I said, I'm just telling you. About 11th grade, I started to get a little playing time. So I felt like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, and I hey, do whatever. have to shower. Yeah. By my senior year, I was king dingling, and not just metaphorically speaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Ray, I think I'm happy to go. Yeah! Wait, how far away is how far away is this though? 25 minutes. Ugh. So why don't we do it? Have fun in the morning. Drop so whatever we're doing in the shower. And go back home. Not in the shower, excuse me. I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. I thought I'm, we were trying to, I'm trying to go with you. Everything like, but okay, the shower. Okay. And then go back home and clean up and then come back. That could definitely happen as well. But for convenience, if lunch doesn't want to drive all the way to BFE, wherever he lives, he can stay there and shower with, I'll be showering there, lunch can shower there, any of the other people that, that are invited as well. I wanted to also invite Amy's husband, so it'll be a fun time if you guys are down for it. Up to you guys. And also, I'm, I have to come to the wedding with Caitlin. Right, I thought maybe some of the girls could, like Amy and your girlfriend would come together, lunch at wife and Eddie's wife would come together. It actually could work out, but up, up Wait, to whatever is the shower there for my wife and Eddie's wife? What are you talking about? Well, I'm no, just, y'all would get ready at one of y'all's houses. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So you're down, you're not down on the shower. I just think, it's not even about the shower, right? You guys want to shower together? Great. No problem with that. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I'm comfortable, don't care. Uh, However, I just want to go home and shower in my own house with my own stuff so and get ready at my house. Right. It's just more comfortable to do that, right? That's not weird, is it? No. No, I agree. To think that? But I will say on wedding days, it's not unusual to just go to the venue so you're already there and everybody get ready together. Yeah. That is a common thing. But you don't oh, have field day at the venue. You don't have to sweat and then wash sweat off. You go and you just do your thing and put a suit on. Yeah. That's just, the difference. I'm just sharing with you. No, no, but I'm sharing with you what you're sharing isn't exactly accurate because most folks aren't out there running a triathlon <laughs> before <laughs> it's time to do the wedding. You have to shower for the most yeah. part. Okay. Uh, yeah, part of me was just like, hey, Ray, it's your wedding, dude. Like, whatever you want to do. But then, and there's I know. reason he didn't want to tell me because I was going to be like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm happy to be there for everything else, but I'm going to go home. Take my skinny belt back to the house. I have my own dial I like to use the soap. <laughs> dial. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, Sophia Vergara. You is, just did it, by the way. <clears throat> Sophia Vergara is Forbes' highest paid actress again. She made $43 million. What? Last year. Wow. Isn't it crazy she's the high paid actress? But what from, is she, from Modern what? Family. Modern Family is a big part on? of it. Well, hold it on, ended. hold on. Oh. Sophia Vergara, I, sometimes we don't even realize what people are doing, right? Because we don't watch every TV show anymore. True. Mm-hmm. But she is on America's Got Talent as a judge apparently now. Got it. Did you know that? Yes, I saw her on that. she good or no? She's all right. I mean, so, you know it's her because she's got that thick accent. So, I mean, she's got definitely has a staple. Between Modern Family and that and apparently some movie. She made $43 million. Angelina Jolie at two. Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman 3. Melissa McCarthy, $25 million bucks at four. And Meryl Streep at number five. So I just thought Sofia Vergara was an interesting person to make the most money. And then Angelina still just making money. Just raking it in. Wow. Just raking it in. Awesome. Amy, on your podcast, your Fifth Thing podcast. Yes. This is the one where you share emails from people and you talk about it. But did you address Raymundo's critique that he gave you about it? I didn't necessarily address it. I just implemented things. What'd you do? Well, I made sure to have somebody else on with me, which for the email episode, I don't always have Who someone was it? join me. My friend Andrea. Okay. She was in town. And so it was good because we were able to just talk. Like we just had, it was like sitting, talking with a friend and going over the email. So that part was fun. And then I made sure to work in your book. I plugged uh, Fail Until You Don't, supporting. The Bobby Bone Show. Was that an argument that you had? Yeah, he said I needed to work in things about the show. Mm. So that I 
don't forget where I came from or something like that. On our podcast on Sore Loser Show, we always try to reference the big show is what we call it at least five times because that's where we came from. We're just a spinoff. Yeah. And I understand that. That's not lost on me. I do feel like there was sabotage because when he aired the clip of me talking, he cut out the part where I said the Bobby Bones <laughs> That's the show. beauty of being an audio guy. Yeah. So, My favorite part of that whole segment last week from when Ray was critiquing Amy's podcast was when Ray goes, listen, you just got to put some laughter in there. And Amy goes, the podcast was about depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a mental health episode for suicide awareness. So yeah, I, but- I, thank you, Ray. I appreciated the Got your you. feedback, and I, I like constructive criticism, and I was able to work it into my my episode. So, well, check out Amy's podcast, the fifth, uh, the four things. But today's the fifth thing. Yeah, it's four things with Amy Brown. But yeah, anything else you want to say? That's it. Okay. You have a lock of the week this week. Oh, uh, it still needs to be uh, got. It's not ready yet. This is it. I know. You blow this one, it's over. I know. I felt real bad about the last one. It wasn't even close, the last one, too. Oh, I know. I watched the whole game. Yeah. Did you bet it, too? Do you bet your lock of the week? If When you bet it, I bet, I, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm not just watching it from a side. I'm placing your bets, betting my bets. I'm all, on my locks. I feel the same pain as everybody else. Or excitement. When is sports gambling, because I know they say November in Tennessee, but they're saying it may come earlier. When do I not have to do shady bets with Ray? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I always had to, I give him a couple bucks just to make the bet, just for him, like his own little money. Mm-hmm. When is it happening? That's a good question, because I was thinking, man, what if I hit, because I do dollar bets, you know, like I bet 15 games, and I put a dollar on it. So if I hit it, dude, it's like 3000 bucks. But have you ever in your whole life hit one? Never, but I'm saying if I do, and I got to cash that out, well, that can be big trouble, right? Well, Ray gets me my money. I know, but I think that's when the red flag comes in, like $3,000 from Joe's Sandwich Shop in Jersey. Like, that's really You're shady. <laughs> so shady. You know what? That's something, that you, that's a bridge you'd like to cross. Yeah, when we win. Yes, yeah, if, we if win. you get there. Uh, November 1st, 2020 is the day they're still saying that it's legal here, but I, I was just reading it may actually be a little earlier. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Enjoy today's show. Bye, guys. Hey guys, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Yesterday we talked about Mike D proposing to his girl and what happened there. You can read about it or listen to the podcast from yesterday's show. Today we'll talk about how upset Ray is with Mike D because he says Mike D proposed close to his wedding. <laughs> and if that's even a thing he should be irritated about. So that's something. We also talked about people that were told no during a proposal, right? But I have Josh here from Alabama. Josh and I appreciate you being being on with us this early. Josh, tell me your story, man. Yes, sir. So I was about 20 years old, 21. We had just had a kid together. And I said, okay, I'm going to go buy this ring and I'm going to propose. Well, I had it put up, waiting for the right time. I get off work one day. I was building houses. Walk up in the front yard, and she's sitting on the front steps, mad. And she's like, who's this for? And pulls out the ring. Oh. And I was like, uh, well, it was for you. I was trying to wait for the right time. And so I get down on my knee, and I'm like, I guess, will you marry me? <laughs> and uh, it did not work out to say. Um, we split up about a year or two later. We still have a beautiful son. And here it is 18 years later. I proposed to my 
recent my girlfriend now, and we actually went took engagement pictures yesterday, and I'm getting married in May. Hey, nice. So, awesome. Good. Congrats. I'm surprised, so, though, it, it, just, just hearing the story, I'm surprised I guess will you marry me didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that stinks, though, that she found it. Did you not hide it very good, Josh? Man, I had it put up in my drawer that's like my drawer, my drawer that she does not go in. And I don't know, man. Maybe I was acting weird or something. So she was... But, yeah, it, it didn't work out. We got a beautiful 19-year-old son together. We, we're still friends. And um, I was like, after that situation, I was like, I'm never getting married. You know, I'm just not going to do it. And um, I've been dating this girl for five years. She's my best friend. And um, I proposed. We was actually going to try to get married in November. Uh, but with COVID and everything, we pushed it back to May the 8th which is the Saturday before Mother's Day. So we talked to our moms about it. They was like, well, that'll be the best Mother's Day gift we can get from from either one of you. So um, I'm super, super excited. So That's awesome, man. I'll be 40, 40, 40 years old and finally going to do it at least one time. Hey, listen, I'm 40. I've never been married, so I feel you on that. So congratulations, man. You, you, y'all are inspiration to me, man. I, we went through the tornado down in here in Lee County and um, – just, I listen to y'all every morning. I try to. Uh, I've opened up my own plumbing company, and y'all have inspired me and pushed me to be good, to to be a better man. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing, man. Yeah. And thank y'all, and thank you, Studio. Well, that's that's extremely nice. Why don't you do a little plug for your plumbing company? I need to, don't I? Yeah, go. I got you. Got it right here. Uh, go ahead. Hey, hey, all your plumbing needs, residential, commercial, service work, call Miller Plumbing, LLC, 334-434-4571. Thank you so much. Say that that. number again slower, though, because it's tough for people to hear numbers on on the air. Do it one more time. 334-434-4571. And right. that's Miller Plumbing, <laughs> LLC, Lee County, Alabama. Yes, I love this guy. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> thank, thank y'all so much for that. And thanks for the shout-out right there. Maybe maybe I'll get some calls. And any, anything I get from the radio show, I, I'll, I'll do to y'all's charity of y'all's choice. Well, oh, why don't you just you do you? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just do you? We're happy you exist. We're happy you listen. We're very thankful for you. And, you know, stay on hold for a second. All right, Josh? Yes, sir. Thank All right. you, buddy. There, there's Josh. How about Aww. that? That's awesome. Good morning, everybody. We're getting so close to this. 14 days until Lunchbox goes to the ex-murderer ghost house. So Lunchbox is driving to Iowa. We'll be spending the night in a house where many people were murdered. You still have no one to go with you. Still no one to go with me. No, I- Keith said no. He said no. So who'd you call next? Uh, well, Scuba Steve said, what about a country artist? And I was like, I don't really know many country artists. The only one I've really ever talked to outside of like this studio is Lauren Elena. So I was like, I guess I'll call Lauren Elena and ask her if she wants to go. Out of the blue, didn't give her any warning, just got her number from the record label and called her. Okay, here you go. Hey! Hello, everyone. It's Lauren Elena. What up? It's Lunchbox. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. How are you? I am great. Look, I'm calling because I'm giving you, I'm calling with the opportunity of a lifetime for you. Okay. So on October 20th, I'm driving to Iowa and I'm going to stay in the Vasilla 
axe murder house where seven people were hacked to death with an axe, like chopped up. And I'm going to spend the night, and I want to know if you want to go with me. Uh, are you being serious? Yeah, 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 I'll go with you. And we got to drive. Well, here's it. Don't don't forget about this. We got to drive ten hours there in a car, and then ten hours back. Well, I'm just gonna be with you. No, that's so awkward. <laughs> How is that awkward? Can I think about it? Wait, you haven't told me what's awkward about it. You're awkward. How the heck am I awkward? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very confused, but I will do it. I'm always down for an adventure. We're going. All right, pick me up at eight. You. We're taking your car. You're paying for the gas. I'll I'll get the meals. <laughs> okay, great. I really will go. I can't tell if you're being serious. But <laughs> if you are being serious, I will 100 percent go with you. There you go. Wow. wow. Why don't okay, so you? She- why don't you? So she doesn't feel weird because I'd feel weird going with you too. How's a girl? <laughs> what do you mean? Why is that weird? Just get one of her bandmates. Get- Maybe. Tico. Tico. Yeah, yeah. Tico. And all three of you guys can go. I don't know who Tico is. Oh, he's a you good, love him. He's a good dude. Yeah. It's crazy Lunchbox says, I know no country artist. They're all in here all the time. And they all come in, they're like, hey, Lunchbox. And he's like, I don't know you. <laughs> Wait, what car is he taking? Oh, I got I got a car from Toyota. They hooked me up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. You got sponsored. I got sponsored. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, because I was worried about them yeah. having to ride in your car. So why don't you... To ask Lauren and Tico to go. Okay, so I need to call her back and ask her to bring well, someone Well, just else. say, hey, if you want someone else to go, why don't you bring Tico? Or okay. you can take, like, random kid Cody. I, I asked him, but he has to move that day. Well, I do think someone else should go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's weird. Like, I wonder what his wife thinks, like, about just Lunchbox going with just a girl. Well, and yeah, also, are you sure she's, she's serious? Have you talked to her not being No, recorded? I haven't talked to her off the... I, I hung up and I figured if she didn't want... And she would contact us. And I guess we haven't been contacted. And what do you mean? What do you mean my wife? Like, I tell you guys, my wife doesn't care about things like this. Okay. Okay. I just don't think Lauren Elena would have said that she's serious. She really will go if she didn't mean it. Okay, do this. Reach out to her today. Have a serious conversation. Say, hey, we're going to do it as a bit. We're going to go up, spend the night in the murder house, come back. Yeah. If you want the show recommended, we bring Tico too. Okay. Right? Yeah. Maybe you take a guitar and you live stream a, a Bobby Bone show performance with Lauren from- The car. The, from- The Toyota. No, from no, the, the ghost house. house. Oh. Like on, on Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, there's a lot here. Right? Okay. Yeah, I love See, it. See, and then let us know tomorrow. Okay, I'll call her back. Scuba, how do you feel about this? Is this possible? It, it does seem possible. I talked to her after the show, and she seems she's game for it, as okay. long as she can bring someone with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she put that stipulation yeah. in, sure. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So figure that out, who that is, and let us know tomorrow. Okay. That's I'll... good, though. Lunchbox and Lauren Elena going to the ghost house. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird, because I don't really know, like, I really don't know her that well. Well, you will after this, I promise you. Like, I don't even, is Elena her last name? Yes. Okay. I thought that was first and middle name. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Don't yeah. know anything, I don't even know how old she is, nothing. Younger than you would think because she won Idol at 16. Lauren and I are, are decent friends. so But yeah, she's, what is Lauren, 25? 25, yep. 20, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I'll find out her favorite color and everything. boy. <laughs> Here you go. Lauren's full name, by the way, yeah. Lauren Elena is her first and last stage name. Lauren's, Lauren Elena Christine Sudeth. Oh, you were on to something, Lunch. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about the girl. Maybe I don't know her that well either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Holy you should go with them both. Holy crap. All right. Update tomorrow. Update tomorrow. 
We're going to play Never Gonna Get It, which is a, a really hard question, but there's money on the line. Let's yes. go. We're going to let two callers play today. First up is Angela in Minnesota. Angela, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Uh, I'm good. What'd you say? How about you? About you? Oh, yeah. How, did you say how about you? <laughs> yeah. She might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Hey, Amy, speaking of actors. I'm a Minnesotan. <laughs> oh, there yeah, you yeah. go. Amy, say this word out loud. Pecan. Okay. Because I love pecans, mm-hmm. and so I'm doing some work with the American Pecan Council. Just about It's a healthy snack, great snack. But we had to have a call to say how to say it. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, because some people say pecan. Mm-hmm. Pecan. So what was the, would y'all come to? The way I say it, pecan, right. luckily is the right way. That's what the council said? Yeah. Good. How would you say pecan, Angela? I say pecan. Okay. See? Pecan. There's a li- we're all alike in some way. Good. We're always because, focused on the differences. Yeah. Pecan. Yeah. Pecan. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Totally pecan. Uh, so we're going to give you a chance to uh, play Never Going to Get It, Angela. Where do you live in Minnesota? Southeastern Minnesota. Okay. You stay on hold for one second. I'm going to go over and, and meet our other player. This is Mario, who's in Austin. Aust- uh, Mario, how are you, bud? Good. Cool, cool. All right, what we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to play. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. You guys can team up with one of the show. All right, ready, guys? Hit me with that Never Going to Get a Clip one more time. According to a recent online survey, surprisingly, men do this four times faster than women. What is it? According to a very, very recent online survey, surprisingly, men do this four times faster than women. What is it? Now we have four players here. Uh, up for grabs. Mike, how much money is in the, in the pool? $5 and then the 20 bucks from you. $25. Uh, Angela, who would you like to team with? Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, or Morgan? Um, with Amy. Okay. Okay. And Mario, who would you like to team with? Pick one of these guys, Mario. Let's do Morgan. Okay. Now, we're going to come back. Great. What? I mean, I have it, guys. 100%. Yeah, I don't know why you guys aren't picking me. Okay. (laughs) Let's play Never Gonna Get It. According to a recent online survey, surprisingly, men do this four times faster than women. Up for grabs, 25 bucks. On the line for anyone on the show who gets it, and also Angela in Minnesota and Mario in Austin. All right, Amy, I'll come to you first. Go ahead. Shower. Shower. According to a recent online survey, men do this four times faster than women. Oh, that's interesting. Like, get in and get out. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Lunchbox. See, I don't think that would be surprising. I think that's expected. Oh, yeah. Say, I love you. Okay. Boom. That's how you do that's it. Pretty good. Eddie? Yeah, I missed out on the surprising part. <laughs> Me too. And, and I would change my answer, but what I had originally, I'm going to go with that, is get dressed. Not so surprising, though. <laughs> so I think I got it wrong. Morgan? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with driving. Men drive four times faster than women? <laughs> yeah, well, because... I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, like, because... the way you we, repeat the question. We, <laughs> <laughs> women get flack for being bad drivers, so maybe it's, like, surprisingly, men drive faster than women. Well, according to a recent online survey, men do this four times faster than women. I'll say that it's not driving, Morgan. You've been eliminated. Yeah. Oh, Raymundo, you want to answer? Yeah, I put respond to a tweet... Yeah! Okay, incorrect. You're out. Um, <laughs> Eddie? I'm out. You're out. Yeah, I knew it. Dang it. It's Amy? Yeah. Lunchbox. What did he say again? Amy, what did you say? I said showering. Showering is incorrect. Oh. And Lunchbox is incorrect, too. Oh, wow! yes! So say is- I love you! That is it! <laughs> it's the right ballpark. Oh. Hugs? It does have to do with love. 
It's fall in love. Oh. According to a recent online survey, men do this four times faster than women. What is it? Fall in love. On average, men say they know they're falling in love after three dates. But women say they don't fall in love until date 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that surprising to you? That's shocking. Because women I mean, are crazy. for me, I've only ever been in love with one person, period. Yeah. So, but again, I'm, I'm built a little different and a little odd. Who said it first? I said it first in our relationship. Who said it first in yours, Eddie? Me, for yeah. sure. Amy? My husband. When he proposed. Lunchbox? Uh, probably my wife. No, it's you. You know no, it's I you. Mean, I really, I, honestly, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. You probably cried when you did it. Here we go again. Guys, I never cried at my wedding. I never cried. I don't cry in my relationship, but I would assume my wife said I love you because that's how she got her claws in. Mike, whenever you were um, proposing to your girl this weekend, did you start to cry at all? My eyes got a little teary. They did. Did she cry? No. She did not cry at all. What's up with all the dudes? <laughs> I'm, I'm not even dudes. saying it in a bad I'm way. I'm telling you. Because we're betting. I bet Ray wouldn't cry, but who took the money against me? All, me all three of you guys? Amy. Yep. I think I said he would cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All three okay. of us. I said he wouldn't gotcha. cry. Mm-hmm. But maybe all the dudes are... Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, that's that's why it's not surprising to me. All the guys, I love you. Oh, my God, you're so emotional. We all act tough, but we're so emotional. Did you cry at your wedding? Totally, 100%. So you did. We all saw lunch cry. Yes, we did. Cry. There's no If you can produce one photo with me crying at my wedding. A photo. But we have three witnesses here. Who yeah, saw it in person. Yeah, we don't who need saw a photo. Lunchbox cry? Say aye. Aye. There's well, three. In uh, court, court of law, you would go to jail. Yep. Yeah, but you're not an impartial jury. Of course you're going to say that to make me look bad. No. That's the whole no, point. No, I honestly don't care if people know whether you cried or not. No, We're you not do because you've made up stories. Okay, all right. We didn't make up the story. We saw the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just telling what we saw. Uh, Angela and Mario, both of you guys, I have something for you anyway. I don't normally give prizes if you don't win, but I need to give these away today, so you are in luck. Uh, I'm going to give you guys each a $100 Walmart photo gift card. Walmart Photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art from your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. All right, both of you guys get one of those. Congratulations uh, to the show. You owe another dollar to the pot. Oh, yes, sir. We'll, so cool. we'll play again later in the week. Bobby Bone The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker were announced as hosts of the CMA Awards. The show is happening November 11th on ABC. Brett Eldridge shared an acoustic version of his song, The One You Need, on his Instagram. And I could love you if you just let me be the one be the one you Kane Brown announced he'll be an advisor on the upcoming season of The Voice. He'll be helping out Blake Shelton's team. The Voice premieres October 19th on NBC. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Isaac Mickelson, he's a sophomore at Skyline High School in Idaho Falls, and he loves football. He goes to all the high school football games. Well, one of the activities director comes up to him because he's in a wheelchair. He's been in a wheelchair his whole life. And he says, Isaac, if you could do whatever you wanted, if you weren't in that wheelchair, what would you do? He said, easy, play football. So they organized a play at the end of the game on Friday night where he's in his wheelchair. He's at the 50-yard line. Quarterback gets the snap. He throws the ball to him. He catches it and scores a 50-yard touchdown. I'm watching it now. Number four, hands off. He's in his wheelchair. He's on the 52-yard line. Come on. And here he goes. And, Come on. And, and the other teams, you know, they're putting up an okay effort. Yeah. 
Bonneville High School. Yeah. Know? They're a pretty good team. And they go. He's got blockers in front of him. Come on. There he goes. He's at the 10. They're five. Touchdown. Touchdown. And they're going crazy. Isaac Mickelson. That's awesome. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's real. That, that was so special to that kid for sure. Man, that's good stuff. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lubbock, Texas. A 42-year-old man had too much to drink, but he really wanted some ice cream. And lucky for him, his 13-year-old niece was at the house. Said, hey, here's the keys. Drive me to get some ice cream. They were driving. She didn't know how to drive. She's swerving all over the road. Police pull her over and say, can I have your ID, please? And they say, why are you driving? Well, my uncle's drunk and he wants ice cream. So he was arrested for endangerment of a child. Oh. How do you feel about that? I mean, not good about it. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Absolutely right. Wrong. I'm just going to say it wrong. Now, if he, would you rather him hop in the car? Because if he's like, I'm going to get ice cream. Mm-hmm. What, would, what would you rather then? I guess. It wouldn't be that bad. No, him or her. Oh, her. The 12-year-old? Yeah. Why not? My daughter is 13. She could do it. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. It's wrong. What about you? Yeah, probably the kid. If yeah. it were me, mm-hmm. I, I know how to drive that young. Yeah. I like where his mind was, though. He knew he couldn't drive. Yeah, so. yeah. that's true. So that's good for him. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We're moments away from Tim McGraw here in the studio. I have so many questions about 90s country that I want to ask him. We always love when Tim stops by. So... That's in the next five minutes or so. I did quickly want to ask, Eddie, is your wife trying to get you to shave your head? Yeah, she just says it's time. She's never said this before, by the way, ever. <laughs> because you're losing your hair in the I've middle. Been, bones what? I've been losing my hair for 10 years or so, but it's the front's fine, no big deal. It's it's the back. is always had like a little bald in, but now she says the entire top is kind of going already in. Your dad has that. It's genetic from your dad. Correct. I'm headed my dad's direction, yes. So are you going to do the full shave? Oh, I don't want to. I don't. Uh, she's just saying this. I don't want to do any of this, and I don't know if it's just me trying to hold on. I don't mind trying a little comb over for a little bit. Oof. Don't do that. No. You know why, what I mean? Why, don't do that. Why do you not mind? What? Why don't you do the, the ring, like the half ring on your head? <laughs> the George Jefferson? Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody's no. rocking that style. No. The, there's an NBA player that has that, and it's like, I don't what are you doing? Like, it's, it just... I, I think if I take my hat off and I do the ring thing, I will look like I'm 50 years old for sure. And I'm 41. I'm not 50 yet. So shave it. Shave it all the shave way. No, 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 no. I'm not ready to do that, take guys. Take off the hat. Let us see how yeah, bad it is. Yeah, let me see. You want to see it? Yeah. yeah, take it off. Have you guys seen my head? Not in a while. Oh, shave my. it. Eddie, you say the front is shave. okay? Really, yeah, losing on both sides, yeah. front and back. It's okay I don't know. You have it. enough to not shave it, honestly. Okay, really? Yeah. I mean... See, it's the top. Look, we'll check back in another six months. Oh, man. What do you think? What? But I think it's groaning. What do you want? I think it's okay. I don't think you shave it yet. Really? You have enough there for another six months. Six months. But really but enjoy this next six months. Really enjoy why it, though. Like, take advantage of it. Yeah, man. You need to YOLO. <laughs> what, do I, what do I do, guys? Yeah. What do I do? Like, Where do I go? curl it, permit, <laughs> diet, <laughs> go hard with that hair. <laughs> Y'all are so dumb. I don't know. I'm not even thinking about shaving it. If anything, I'll go really short. You know, like, um... We'll just have to do a bet one day where he has to shave it. Yeah. I, I've done that before, guys. I hate the way I look bald. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tim McGraw. How are you, man? Doing well. How about you? Good to see you. You too. Everything you, you safe, healthy, everything good? Yeah, for the, mo- for the most part. I mean, uh... 
everybody's doing well. Kids are, you know, we have two kids on the on the West Coast, and uh, one, our youngest daughter graduated high school this year, so she's been stuck with us since March. So she's pretty much tired of us right now. Are you going down to your island place much? We haven't been much. We were down there earlier in the spring when everything first started happening. We were down there for a, for a bit, but. But now we've, we've been staying close to home. We've done a few trips, like cross-country trips driving. Um, Faith and I and Audrey, our youngest, we drove, gosh, to California back maybe two or three times this summer, back and forth. Whenever you post these pictures of these big fish, mm-hmm. are you catching them with a rod and reel? No, no, that's di- diving. Um, free dive with a pole spear. So you have to get like a foot from them to shoot them. So you're down in, a, in scuba gear? No, not scuba, just a snorkel. Oh, you're not even all the way under. You're just on the surface. No, with no, a snorkel. we're going down thirty or forty feet. Wait, how fish. long is a snorkel? I've never heard of a snorkel it's that not, long. It's not that long. You got to hold your breath, man. You got to hold your breath to get down. Really? There. Yeah, you cruise across the top. Uh, when you talk to Brett, if you ever talk to Brett and Brad, ask them about it. Uh, Brad's gotten pretty good at it. Brett's still struggling a little bit, but when you go you go across the top and you look and you, you start learn to spot the fish and know what fish are good fish because you see the big ones and they'll hide under rocks and stuff. And then you have to catch your breath and figure the current, how the current's blowing, how you want to attack the fish, where you want to shoot from, how your, what your angle's going to be. And then you take off down there and shoot it and bring it up. What if you miss? You get back up and get some air and then try to find it again. I mean, so do you have to go find the spear? No, no. You, what happens is when you sh- it's hard to describe. It's got like a surgical tubing on the end of it. And then you stretch it like a slingshot, and you grab the spear like this, and when you shoot and hit, you automatically grab the rubber as it goes by you. So, so you're grabbing back. that, and then you're grabbing your spear, and then you're swimming up with the fish. What's the biggest one you ever caught? I'd say 35, 40 pounds. And you have to then come up with it, too. Yeah, like you, After yeah, it's down, yeah. you have to go... I, I assume you go up, get air, and then go back down. No, and, no, you bring it up with you. Sometimes you have to do that. Like if, you, if it gets stuck in a hole and you can't get it out, like you're down there pulling and can't get it out, and you're burning oxygen, so you need to get back up and get air. Then you have to, and we spent 30 minutes trying to get a big fish out of a place before. Yeah. That's wild. And then, and then the tax man shows up too, and you got to worry about him because he's swimming around watching you. Who? The sharks. Yeah. They're swimming around yeah, but, because. But I've been in the music business for a long time, man. <laughs> so you're used to that? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm used to that yeah. uh, your number one streaming song is from 2016, probably your last number one, Humble and Kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know your other uh, biggest streaming songs? If no. you had to guess, Highway Don't Care, maybe? Number two. Nice. <laughs> Of 2013, that was the number one. What else you got? I can't hear you. What? Can, <laughs> can you hear me now? I hear the music. What else do you think? After Highway, don't care. What else? Uh, live like you were dying. Number three. Come on, he looks every day, doesn't he? <laughs> He's every day looking. <laughs> I mean, those. I've been pretty off. To me, they're, those are the ones. I wouldn't say they're obvious that they would be big streamers, but that they're probably the biggest. I guess the biggest successful songs. I guess. Do you know the only? Because they put eight songs up. Do you know the only one in the top eight that wasn't a number one for you? The top eight that wasn't a number the, one. There's only one of these in your top streaming songs uh, that wasn't a number one. Red Ragtop? No. Indian Outlaw, 1994. Yeah. Peaked at number eight. Yeah. When I think of my life listening to country music, I remember listening to Kiss in 96 as a kid and hearing Indian Outlaw. That was my introduction to you. And it was right when I was really getting into current country music. Because my right. grandmother brought me up on classic country. Yeah. And I just thought that's what it was. Andy Griffith Gospel Records, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And so you and Indian Outlaw was really that time of introduction to me. And I was like, 
holy crap, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And to, and to me, in my head, that's like one of the biggest number ones of all time. To read it was only at number eight, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I think, but there were a lot of stations I think that wouldn't play it because it was so different at the time. And I guess it had a little controversy with what it did at the time, but but not that that big. But um, yeah, there were some places, stations that wouldn't play it. So I, and I, I get that, but um, I think fortunate f- for me is after having that song, because I thought the same, I, I loved that song. I heard that song the first night I moved to Nashville. When I moved to Nashville, it, it stayed at the Hall of Fame Lounge. I don't know if you guys remember, it used to be the Hall of Fame Lounge at the hotel right down the street here off the Mombrian. Right, it used to be Barbara Mandrell, you know, Hall of Fame, and then the Hall of Fame Lounge right across the street. And I stayed there when I first got to town, and the first night in town, I met Tommy Barnes, who wrote Indian Outlaw. And so he and, and Mac Vickery, who wrote The Fireman, met him the first night in town. And Wild Bill Emerson, who wrote some, some Hank Williams Jr. songs. I met those guys in the bar, and later that night, we all went up to the room I had rented there with the last money that I had when I moved to town. And we all sat, sat around playing guitars and playing songs. And two songs that I would eventually cut ended up being I hear, heard that night was I Don't Want to Be There in the Morning When She Wakes Up and Finds Me Gone and Indian Outlaw, both of those songs. Tommy played for me that night. And when I put a band together and started playing clubs, I was playing Indian Outlaw for three or four years before, I, or two or three years before I cut it. And um, I tried to cut it on my very first album, but I couldn't talk anybody into letting me cut it. And then we cut it for the second album. When that, I think that's of, what worked. of the biggest songs in my life, that there were country music songs, that's one of them because that was right when I was really going, I'm all into this. And that was like the biggest song to me. And then Don't Take the Girl came and holy crap, my life changed because that was the first song that made me feel sad about something. And I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm how t- nine, 10 years old and Don't Take the Girl comes out. And I remember thinking, well, I was 12. Nice. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we were talking about on the show was at the end of Don't Take the Girl, does she live or die in your mind? I don't, I don't think I want it to be resolved. I never, I never wanted it to be resolved because I just think that that's what makes that song great is it makes you think and makes you wonder. And, and it makes it apply, you know, in, in, in people's lives in different ways. Back in 1993, your first album, you brought it up, it didn't do as well as maybe you had hoped. Do you think after that... It didn't do well at all. Well, do you, do you think that after that happened... It still hasn't done well. You, Sorry. Do you, do you think, maybe this town is not for me? No, I mean, I think I'd... When I decided to move to Nashville, and, and you know, to me... I mean, all of us in this business, we're all here because we love music and because it inspires us and moves us and, and we know the effect that it has on people and, and because it has an effect on us. So that's why we're involved in it because we're passionate about it. But when I first moved to Nashville, and I think all of us, when we get decided to get into this business, it's like, you know, running at midnight drunk and jumping off a cliff and not knowing what's going to be under you. And, that, and that's a big leap. It's a leap of faith. And when I moved here and decided to do this for a living, I knew, I'd put all my eggs in I quit college. I was, I was going to be a lawyer and all that stuff. And I, which... And I moved to town, and, and I, I knew that this was what I was going to do and where I was going to be, and it, whether I was going to be carrying somebody's guitar case. or I thought maybe it, I might be working at a publishing company, you know, pitching songs to artists or something like that. I, I knew I was going to be in this business, and I knew I was going to be here. So after the record doesn't do well, you're like, all right, load it up. Let's do it again. Let's, Let's give it another run. Uh, well, it's funny because I, was, I kind of fell off the radar with my record label at the time because it didn't work. We didn't have any hits. I think we had one song that was in the top 40. And I was playing clubs all over the place. I mean, we were playing hundreds of clubs every year. And so I sort of just on my own went back and I started collecting these songs and just went back in the studio and just didn't really tell anybody I was going back in the studio. And I think that I was off their radar so much that they didn't really realize it until I'd finished a record and turned a record in. And that was the Not A Moment Too Soon record. 
I, I bring that up because we were looking at a list here. And it's so funny because you're as relevant today as you ever were. And I was looking at the top 90s country artists. And in terms of artists at number one, total weeks, you're number two only behind George Strait. Like oh, wow. he, he was at 49 weeks. You're at 40. After you is Garth, Alan Jackson, and Brooks and Dunn. So you put out a record that doesn't do well. But that doesn't mean you can't do humongous great things if the first shot you get at something in life doesn't go right. Well, if you learn from it, I think. Right. I, that, what did you learn? I, I learned, you know, it was the, really the, the first time I'd really been in a real studio. and did so. I'd done a few things in some small studios. It was the first time I really went in and saw how it worked. And I just started soaking it up instantly. And I think, look, I had two, as a producer, that I became later, I, and I was always very involved in my music. I had two great mentors and teachers in the studio. Byron Gallimore, who's still with me and James Stroud early on. Those guys taught me so much, and I learned so much right at the beginning about how a record's made, what it takes to make a record, how deep you have to think about the songs, how important the songs are. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned and still know and learn and understand that it's not, a, it, it, it's not about me singing the song so much as finding great songs. The song's the most important thing in, in any music because particularly in country music. I think that, that if you don't put the song first, then you're, you're, you're going to do your career a disservice. If you're singing in the studio and it's a sad song, do you try to put yourself in a, a mentally sad state to better pull off the song, or have you just kind of memorized how to sing the song? No, I, I, not, not, not in a mentally sad state, but what I try to do is create a scene, really, in my mind. And I tr you, know, you try to get the studio in a place that feels as inspiring as you can, you know, it feels as good as you can to do something like that. But then I've always said that, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm singing at you or can sing great or anything like that, but I think that what I try to do is pretend that I'm sitting, you know, across a, a table from somebody and I'm trying to tell them, tell them what I, how I feel or tell them, trying to walk through this scene with them and sort of interpret this scene enough for them that they get into the scene as well. So every song to me is like a small cinematic vignette in a lot of ways. 2001, I'm going to read you the nominees for Entertainer of the Year. It's you, Tim McGraw, Brooks and Dunn, Dixie Chicks, Alan Jackson, and George Strait. Now, as you're going to this and you're not, who do you think is going to win? Probably. Read that again. It's you, Brooks and Dunn, Dixie Chicks, Alan Jackson, and George Strait. Oh, probably at that time, I would probably have thought Dixie Chicks should have won it. That's what I would have probably would have thought at the time. When but they but say, probably George Strait, I would have imagined. When they say, and do you remember when they're like, the Entertainer of the Year is Tim McGraw? Yeah. <laughs> you know, those, those kinds of moments in your career are, are things that, that happen in such a blur and you're so shocked and surprised by it that it, it's, hard, it's hard to even grasp that memory. Do you remember being on stage giving the speech? No, not at all. Not one clue. And I've never watched it back. I never watched back. Really? Shows. No, never seen it back. Here's a question. I call Mama, it goes number one. The lyrics at the start of the chorus are, so I stopped off at a Texaco, bought a Slim Jim and a Coke. When is the last time you ate a Slim Jim and drank a Coke? <laughs> uh, I drank a Coke the other day. Probably. Really? Yeah, yeah. You allow yourself that sugar? Yeah, I, yeah man, I had, a, I had a, a cherry fritter this morning. I don't know what her... Oh, I like a donut thingy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. By the way, Tim brought donuts. He shows up early and brings donuts. And I tell a lot of young artists, and even my listeners too, like the one thing you can control in your life whenever you're trying to do something professional is when you get to a place and the work ethic you have, your, at, your attitude, and when you get there is, and I say that the people that we work with, the biggest stars, are often those people that live by that. Mm -hmm. You're here early every time. Garth is here early every. Dolly is here, and you don't have to be. You guys, <laughs> you guys can show up an hour late. We just be like, we're so happy you're here. But we're not, and and I think that says a lot to, 
to, to your mindset even to this day? Like, what do you tell young artists when they ask you, like, what, what, is it, what do I have to do to, to make it? Well, be, for, professionalism is always key. Everybody I know in any part of the entertainment business and, and the heroes that I've met and the biggest artists that I've met and the movie stars, I mean, there's always exceptions. There's always somebody that's just so talented that no matter what they do, they've just got talent just oozing out of them. There's always those exceptions and those kinds of people. But for the most part, even athletes I find that I've known – or been the people who work the hardest and people who consistently work the hardest. Sure, they've got talent, but, but talent, you know, gets you a cup of coffee without some work ethic behind it. And you have to work hard and you have to constantly, you know, put other people in mind. And, and, and about being on time, I think that's about respecting other people's time. I mean, if it's all about just your time, then nobody's going to respect you if you don't respect their time. Love it. It sound familiar? Yes. Uh, you've said that. I beat them up over that. <laughs> and they're great now. But there was a they're time. Great now. Well, there was a time. <laughs> if they were, Amy, you can tell them. But if they. Oh, do you want me to? Go ahead. We, were, we want to talk about You can. It. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there has been times in the 15 years or whatever we've been doing this that maybe some of us have been sent home if we were 30 seconds late. We have a time. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, if you're not here at this time and everybody else says you're not respecting them, they decided to get up and be at work on time. So what I just, all right, you're one minute late, got to go home. I buy it. Still love you, but you got to go home. I buy it. And you know what? Nobody's late anywhere in their life anymore. You ever been late, Tim? They're still here. Oh, I've been late for sure. (laughs) You get sent home? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I try not to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've all made it this far. We're still around. So something's working. You wrote a poem on Instagram for your wife's birthday. I read it and I thought, why is Tim trying to make us all look bad? Like after <laughs> all this time, you're still. I was trying to make me look good, not make you look bad. <laughs> what is it? What, what is it? Like a long-term successful marriage. Like for you, what has been the key? Um, just sitting in the corner being quiet. <laughs> no, really. I, I, look, I think that it's you. You. It's a conscious decision that this is what you want to do and this is what you want your life to be and how you want it to play out. I think you, you just, you know, there's always tough times for everybody and there's always struggles and there's always times where it's not as the way you want it to be, certainly from both sides. But uh, I think it's, it, you want this out of your life and you want this for your life. And, and that's the decision that you make. And love and respect, of course, that's the foundation of all of it. But I think the biggest thing is making a commitment and sticking to it and, and believing in each other to keep that commitment. If you put music under that, that's a number one. All you have to do is put like an acoustic guitar strumming, and there you go. That's your next one. Well, I, I would do it, but I'm not, I'm not my average at best on a guitar. Although I've gotten better. You know, I used to play all the time. I used to play all the time when I first come up. I played, and I still play on stage and stuff because I know those songs. But, but I, for a long time, I always said that as soon as I started paying a guitar player that was better than me, then I'd stop playing. And that didn't take I, mean, I could pay somebody 100 bucks and they're better than me. But I did. I have picked it up and played a lot more during during the sort of downtime that we've had. Yeah, I've you gotten put, a little better, back better. And you put out a record during the downtime, mm-hmm. which has got to be an awkward thing because you're like, man, I'm, I want to be out in front of as many people as I can. Yeah. And so you put out here on Earth, and one of the songs on there is is called Cheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. So is that a conversation you have with her before it? It I, what's that conversation with Cheryl about? Well, here's what what happened. I, you know, we recorded the song, and I loved this. It was one of the first ones we recorded. We worked on this record for gosh, two and a half years, I think, trying to get it ready, or just working on it as we went along. We started working on it at the end of the Soul to Soul tour, which for me, not to get off track, but for me, that I always find that after Faith and I have worked together for a while and had to sing with her on stage every night, because to me, she's one of the greatest singers ever on earth. Um, having to sing with her every night I, makes me 
much sharper and much better at what I do. So I want to take advantage of that after I'm seeing with her and going go in the studio and cut. But that was one of the first things that we cut. And I just liked how it used Cheryl Crow as sort of the metaphor for, for or music as a sort of the metaphor for, for how you felt about someone when you first met them. And I, I, her, she and I have the same publicist. So our publicist asked if she could play the song for Cheryl. And I got the sweetest note back from Cheryl, which was really good because if you, if you have a song about someone and, they, and you play it for them and they, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't know about this, but I don't know. But she sent me the sweetest note about how much she liked the song and enjoyed hearing it and how, how cool she thought it was. So that put it at ease and it made it easier to put it on the album and not have to, you know, I don't want to make Cheryl grow mad. Well, if you name one after me next album, I don't care. You can, I already give you permission to All do right, that. You got if it. You do, Wait, you got that and, and I forget if you've, I think maybe you've talked about this before here, but I forget. Taylor Swift, when mm. she did that, how did you first hear that song? I first heard Tim it. McGraw. Oddly enough, I heard it before she put it out. I'd heard it because, um, I'd heard the demo of it, I think, because somebody else was played it for me. I can't remember exactly how that happened. But when I first heard the record and it came out and it blew up and she blew up, my first thought was, Okay, let me <laughs> let me reevaluate here. Does this mean what does this mean? Does this mean that all right, if there's a song that she's singing, does this mean I'm done? I mean, is this like <laughs> the, you know, go ahead, go, out the a door, tribute. Yeah, out yeah. the door? But uh, then I realized somebody told me she was like 13 and wrote it in math class, and I thought, well, that's all, I can live with that. Okay. It's, it's not like some you know a 35 year old artist saying, you know, hey, I used to listen to Tim McGraw, and I'm done. <laughs> I remember her performing this at maybe the CMAs, and the camera's on you. As she's singing about you. That was you. awkward. Yeah, I would think like, yeah. well, give me a second. Let me, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Did they tell you, hey, we're going to put this camera on you the whole time. Be prepared. No, no. And then she came over and started singing right to me. It was, I mean, she's, I love Taylor. She was, she was awesome. It just seems like if but it, it was me, I would feel awkward. I don't like when someone tells, gives me a compliment at all. No, no, it was awkward for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> just because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. I call mama. Going to be the first one, man, in four years to just... So pumped about it. You know we love you here. Anytime you need anything, let us know. And tell Faith we say hello. And everybody check out Here on Earth. Um, Let me play. Let's play a little bit Here on Earth, Ray, real quick. We have that ready right here. Any chance this is the next single? Uh, I know what the next thing is. It's not that be. one? No. Okay. But, but I, that is one of my favorites. But I can tell you, I mean, I lo- look, I could be happy with any song off this album. Somebody says, this is the next thing. I'm, I can be, say, I'm fine with that because that's the way we recorded this album. But I tell you, one of my favorite records I've ever made is on this album, and it's L.A., the very first song on the album. It's, it's, to me, it's one of my favorite. I, I'll, I could put that one in the mix and say it's up there with Please Remember Me or something like that, which was also one of my favorites. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thanks for bringing donuts. We're not going to eat them in front of you because we're we're acting like we don't eat donuts. But when you leave, we're going to town. (laughs) Digging in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim McGraw, everybody check out Here on Earth. That's the album. Thank you, guys. All right, there he is. Tim McGraw. Amy told me a second ago that she had a a story coming up in the pile about outlaw country. Yeah. What's? Well, it's just that outlaw artists, they need to be told that they're an outlaw. They can't just claim themselves that they're an outlaw. Okay. But there's a big time artist speaking out about it. Nice. Maybe calling other people out, like, stop calling yourself an outlaw. Nice. Is it Dan and Shay? <laughs> yeah, they're outlaws for sure, right? <laughs> In a way, yes, honestly. Yeah, because yeah, they kicked mm-hmm. the genre okay. wall down. I didn't yeah. picture that. But but not in the conventional <laughs> <Okay>. sense. <laughs> the Bible 
Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's a new trend where people are already putting up their Christmas trees, but they're decorating them with things like fall leaves and pumpkins to make them fall Christmas trees. Heck, man, leave a tree up all year. Put hearts on it for yeah, February. That's what they say. And at Easter comes, put little bunnies and okay. eggs on it. Yeah. That's I mean, got to be a fake tree, though. If you for sure. That. The live one's dead in like a month. <laughs> yeah. Kaylin loves Christmas. <laughs> I think we'll probably, when November hits... Go ahead and throw it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same. Yeah, it'll be earlier than normal. It's real early. So, but she's a big Christmas lover. I have, I'm not. We never really had a big Christmases as a kid, but I'm kind of excited to be with someone who loves Christmas. Maybe that'll change my outlook on it. All right, I what else? I love that. Okay, so the opposite of Christmas and joy is, well, just stress and all the stress that people are feeling lately. And there was a survey done and people said that they would spend $500 just to have one completely stress-free day. That's it. You would spend 500 I'd be what? stressed wow. if I spent 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah, that would give me stress. All the things I could have spent 500 bucks on. <laughs> totally. I know, but I think that's just <laughs> indicative of how stressed out people are because they're willing to maybe even go broke or put it on nice. the credit card just to, like, breathe for a day and not have any stress or issues. I don't know. If there's a Groupon code for that, maybe I'll take it. So Chris Stapleton says that an artist cannot call themselves a country outlaw, that it has to be bestowed upon them. Yeah, because outlaw country is kind of a a, a genre, a self-assigned genre of artists. And yeah. people have called Chris Stapleton outlaw. It's like, hey, I don't think I am. Mm-hmm. But other people have to call me that. Yeah, he said that Marty Stewart told him a real outlaw doesn't need a sign that says he is one. Yeah, I kind of roll my eyes when people say they're either, quote, real country or outlaw country. I'm like, you don't have to say that about yourself. <laughs> we'll take care of that. Yeah, yeah, let people say what they think about you. So do you want to know some artists that are currently in the outlaw category? Um, I would say Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. oddly. Hmm. Yeah, she's on there. Tyler Childers. Put him in there. Mm, that's about it. What about <laughs> Eric Church? Nah. Sturgill Simpson? Yeah, Sturgill. Yeah. I, mean, I say Eric's good. Eric's uh, Eric's mainstream. Is he a mainstream outlaw? Yeah, Eric's weird. Eric's because <laughs> he's for sure mainstream and chases radio, but does it in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give me one more. Brandy Clark. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else you got? Anything else? Uh, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Brock Bailey's a junior in high school, plays football in Georgia, and he's with his mom when he hears a boom, and it's a car wreck, and they run outside, and they see this car is on fire, and Brock's like, man, I got to do something. He runs over and gets the driver's door open and pulls this girl to safety. She's a senior that goes to his high school, and the car was on fire, and Brock's like, hey, I got her out. No problem. I'm not a hero. And no word on if she's asking to prom yet. <laughs> I mean... She's got to, right? He saved her I life. Don't know. Oh, that's a tough one. It's a lot of pressure. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's good, though. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. What generation does Forrest Gump belong to? What generation does Forrest Gump belong to? Gen A. 
Jenna. <laughs> nice. That was the morning corny. Eddie, what'd you decide on that? On letting your son watch Forrest Gump? Uh, I've decided that I'm going to do it because you guys are my friends and I trust you all. So nice. yes, we're gonna do this. Nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of Eddie, here's a voicemail. Good morning, studio, or should I say, Buenos dias, studio. I just want to say I have some beef with Eddie. You've branded yourself as our favorite Mexican, which, by the way, you very much are. But, dude, it's been Hispanic Heritage Month, and we need a Hispanic segment from you. Here's a couple of ideas that I have. Either Spanish Word of the Day, Heritage Month Edition, or Music School, about Mexican music or its influence. Anyway, Hispanic Heritage Month ends October 15th, so you still have time. Right, tomorrow, bring us something. Okay. Wow, I didn't realize. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I You're, mean, th- this is for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. Wow, it's a big deal. All right, tomorrow morning. Okay. And it better be A+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of you, Eddie, because my daughter is taking Spanish, and she came up with this on her own, and I think it's a great idea, but she's like, I feel like if I listen to Spanish music, I'll learn it faster. So now she asks Alexa to play songs in Spanish, oh. and I need to give her your uncle's song. I'm going to do a whole playlist for you. We got Okay, perfect. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> In a minute, we'll get into if Ray has the right to be mad at Mike D for proposing because Ray's, Ray's wedding is in about three weeks. I'll tell you what happened. There's a little drama here, but we'll talk about that coming up in a second. A couple things I wanted to get into. First of all, people are asking me how I like that show Away on Netflix with Hilary Swank. Because yeah. we're all looking for shows to get into, right? It's okay. It's pretty good. I'm on episode five of eight. I... I'm going to finish it. It's good enough for me to finish it, but I don't go, I can't wait to get to the next episode. Oh, wow. I go, you know, I, I should just watch it and get it over with. Oh, I don't yeah. hate it. That's not even a good place to be. I know. Yeah. It's that weird middle place. Nah. I'd rather just be able to give up on it. It's yeah. just good enough to stay in it. There are parts that are slow. Maybe you're in the Yeah, like part. the first five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Well, it's okay. I'm going to say that. So there's okay. my review so far. Amy, you're watching what with your daughter now? Heart of Dixie. Which is an old show. I guess it's got four seasons with uh, uh, the girl from the OC, Rachel Bielsen, mm-hmm. is in it. I think it was on early 2010s at some point, and we love it. What do you watch it on? Netflix. Okay. And it's our show that we've decided it's ours. She doesn't watch it without me. I don't watch it without her. And when we can, we'll get together and knock out an episode. And, man, I can't wait for a day where we have... a a little bit of time and we can knock out like three episodes together. So would you recommend this to other parents? Yes. If you're a mom or even a dad and you've got a teenager, I think it's appropriate. There, I really haven't come across anything that has, you know, or maybe it's just stuff my daughter's seen if it's been a little too adult, but I think it's fine and it's a fun show if you've got a teenager. Morgan, did you ever watch Heart of Dixie? Oh yeah, I did when it was out on TV. I love it. It's a great show. Okay, I'm excited. I'm way behind because it's definitely came out eight years ago or so. Anybody watching anything new that they haven't mentioned on the show yet they want to recommend? Yeah, the only other thing we thought about watching is I'll go to Caitlin with options. And I was like, hey, what do you want? Because we're watching the final season of, we'll call it Spitz Creek, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that show, but she was yeah. the one like, let's watch it. I'm like, great. So we've been watching that. And I said, well, what, let's watch Away on Netflix. I said, or we can do Away or we can do that documentary about the Challenger explosion. So yeah. oddly, I picked two space things. And she's like, okay, Buzz Aldrin. I'm like, <laughs> What's up with all your picks here? Buzz. So did anyone watch the Challenger documentary? I did. I did. I did. 
Have you watched it? No, but okay. is it good? It's yes. good. It's good, and it's not long at all. I think it's, it's like four three, episodes. Four episodes, and they're not long, and you'll learn a lot of stuff that you didn't know already. But she's not into it. Is it good enough? Because you know when someone's not into something, yes. they really got to be convinced. Yes. Like, they have to really like it to be convinced. So here's the thing with that. I didn't know a lot of it. Maybe I just wasn't dialed in or didn't learn later in life what happened. But my husband wasn't that into it because he thought he knew everything. I was fascinated by these what are those little... The, the O-rings? The O-rings. And my husband's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, then the guy went before Congress and they expand or okay. don't expand during cold weather. Is she spoiling and, things for no, me? No, no, it's just it's that not. he knows this stuff because it's he's a pilot. It's just that my husband knows it all. And so, but I feel like you know probably what happened with the Challenger. I think I do. Yeah, right. you think you don't. Okay, well, there yeah, you go. You don't, Bones. <laughs> well, it was like the social experiment or whatever it was called. What's it called? The social dilemma. Yeah, I know I knew all that. Right. That's how I, I'm hesitant now to, I liked the Challenger a lot, but then my husband was like, eh. So I feel as though you'll know so much of it that you may not enjoy it. Well, check it out. I'm also watching The Boys privately. It's so good. <laughs> privately? It's the Just greatest. by yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I have to watch like 20 minute spots or she'll fall asleep at night and I'll watch it when she's asleep. That's what I, I still feel strongly about this Tehran show. So maybe check that out. I don't out. even know what channel that is. Apple. Same place. She- I saw a preview for that. Yeah. I bet it's great. Apple doesn't promote their stuff that well yet. Yeah, no, you kind of just got to go searching. And I wouldn't have picked that one if it wasn't for my husband, and we're into it. Okay. Well, the drama was Mike D proposed. Ray said, you proposed too close to my wedding. If you missed yesterday's show, we found out that on Saturday, Mike D got his girl up at a park, a special spot. Proposed. She said yes. He posted that video on his Instagram yesterday at Mike Distro. Yep. So check that out. Well, Raymundo's trolling Mike the whole weekend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Were you upset for real? I had about white, uh, five white claws when I saw the post that he got engaged, and I just thought the timing couldn't have been worse, and there were some people that I was around socially distanced with, and they said, yeah, he should have asked you, especially since you're on a national show together. Okay, well, everyone in the room's reacting differently to this. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. And I mean, I, I hadn't either, no, honestly. No, no, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Mike D, how do you feel about Ray saying this? I mean, it never really came into my head to think to ask Ray or like I was stealing his thunder or anything. It was just <laughs> a month I had planned a while ago. You didn't do it at his wedding. And I didn't do it like on his wedding yeah. or even like the week of. So, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I have no problem with it because I didn't think it was an issue. I, and it's as long as it's not... The week of? Eh. Me and my friend Billy, we honestly made sure it wasn't the same month because I said, I want you to have an entire month when you propose and then I'm going to do it at a different month. I didn't propose on Christmas. But you and Mike aren't you and Billy. I know, but you we're You and Billy so, hang out. But we're in, on the show, we're considered very, very close to the people that listen to us in their car. Mike, were you invited to the wedding? I was, but I was uninvited. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it's revenge. That's good. No, it's not revenge. Oh. But the fact that he's not even going to the wedding. Mike's new wedding date is October 24th. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have to decide where we're going to go. Um, I don't think it was a big deal, so I'm going to be on that side to where I don't... Th- it's not I think a there's deal. enough thunder for everybody, yeah. honestly. I'm a big believer in that. There's enough thunder to go around. The more thunder, the better. There was no thunder stealing. Lunchbox, what do you think? Listen, when I saw Ray's reply to Mike Distro, I immediately was like, Ray is 100% right. 
Because oh if it was gosh. a normal work environment where you were working in a cubicle over here and you were in a cubicle, no big deal. But this is a national radio show, and Ray's big month a few weeks away, now he has to split the attention. So when people call in, they're going to be like, hey, congratulations, Mike D. It's no longer about Ray's wedding. It's about the engagement. It should be all about Ray's wedding this month. Ray, I'm with you. Mike D, ugh, bad etiquette. And I'm also curious, so since you didn't ask me to propose, did you ask her father if you could propose to her? Yeah. The night you th- oh, wait a minute. You think he should have asked you? Yeah! You're out of your mind. Go ahead, Mike. You talked to her dad? I talked to her dad and her mom the day before I proposed. The day before? Yeah. Okay. And they were cool? They are totally cool. How's the day before sound to you guys? Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Enough time? Yes. Like, uh, driving on the way up there? Yeah. No, I, that's fine. That way they don't blow it. Yeah. Well, no, no that's something, too. You, the more people that know, loose lips, sink uh-huh. ships, and spoil proposals, man. Yeah, and snitches get stitches. Well, that's a whole different level. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> what? You take out your in-laws already? <laughs> Amy, how do you feel? What do you think about this, I, this scenario here? I think it's fine. There's nothing to be worried about. No, I mean, we talked about it today and probably maybe a little bit tomorrow. And then the next time it comes up will be when we get closer to his wedding. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do three weeks of Mike D proposing content. That's cool. And at my wedding, if it gets brought up once, oh, Mike D's engaged, I'm going to be like, here we go. (laughs) Take it from my my wedding day. Well, good thing. He won't be top of mind because he won't be there. (laughs) And you uninvited him. So I think a little bit of your power is lost there. All right. Eddie? Look, man, he lost all credibility to me when he says I was five white claws in and I started tweeting. This is the thing. Like, I think deep inside he doesn't care. But when he's drinking, he gets angry, man. No, but what do you always say, Eddie? When you're drinking what? What? The truth comes out. Oh, oh well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I really think Ray doesn't care. It's not that big of a deal. No, I think Ray is being a total groomzilla right now. <laughs> I think Mike is totally fine. Everyone has their own <laughs> stuff going on, and it's awesome, and we should all be excited yeah, for each other. that's right. We can be excited for everyone. Yes. yes. We need all the positivity. There's no timeline for love, man. Mike, do you feel like you need to apologize to Ray? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> What'd your fiance say, Ray? She agrees with me. Why do you think we're getting married? That's, I would not say that. I don't, she doesn't always agree with you. On this one, she does. What does that have to do with why y'all are getting married? (laughs) All right, go to our Facebook page. Let us know what you think. If Mike D was in the wrong for proposing three weeks out from Ray's wedding day. (laughs) By the way, a wedding he's not even invited to. (laughs) Well, no, no. He was invited to. We got uninvited. No, I get it. even worse. And what I heard is he wasn't going to do it, but then he did it. (laughs) What I heard. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. What I heard was... This is Nate from Memphis. Today, I'm on the beach in Panama City, and I just saw some chick on the beach in her camo Pimpin' Joy shirt. And you know what I did? I gave her a fist bump, and I said, Pimpin' Joy, Bobby Bones. She was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> shout out Bobby Bones, shout out Pimpin' Joy. Y'all have a great day. That would have been a fun interaction to see. Awesome. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing your stories when you see other folks wearing Pimpin' Joy or just to listen to the show. We're, we're very grateful for that. All right, here's the voicemail we got last night. Mike D. Wow. I'm looking at your photos. You on your knee proposing to your girlfriend. Wow. So cute. I'm so happy for you. Big story on the show yesterday was Mike D. proposing. We just talked about Mike D. versus Ray because Ray's wedding's coming up in a couple weeks. But some listeners have now floated a conspiracy theory that Mike D. only proposed to get out of holding his sign. 
because he lost his movie bet last week and he has to hold a sign on the street. And they said he proposed, so I wouldn't have to do that. We'd forget about it. So we, we wouldn't forget about no, it. No, because we're going to do it today. <laughs> nice. So here's what I'm going to run by you guys. These are some options. He didn't get the ratings for when he did Movie Mike Recommends. We all recommended movie, gave ratings to his movies. Yeah. So here are some signs that he has to hold on the street. You guys tell me if you like these or not, okay? Okay. Just imagine Mike on, the, on a busy street corner holding a big sign that says, I have like seven of them. I've been a bad boy, and this is my punishment. <laughs> that's funny. Like if you're in a car and you see someone holding that, that's pretty funny, right? Yeah, I like and that. And then you're probably assigning in your mind what they did. <laughs> All the way to work. Honk if you think Carol Baskin killed her husband. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, yeah. No, a lot of honks. Like, what? what do you think? Like- no, not very many honks. Oh. A little while ago. <laughs> yeah, it's too old. How about, I'm a moron. Honk if you hate morons. No. Uh. Okay. My name is Mike, and I suck at my job, and this is my punishment. <laughs> that, that's really good. <laughs> How about coronavirus is a hoax? Oh, oh God. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Mike getting I mean, pummeled? I mean, probably half and half, huh? No, not half and <laughs> half. Probably like 80% <laughs> okay. are on the right side of it. Um, well, you guys funny. have any ideas? I mean, no, those are pretty good. The first one. Bad boy. Ba- I've been a bad boy or coronavirus is a hoax. <laughs> I worry about his health for coronavirus. <laughs> okay, fine. Then I'm Mike and I am I suck at my job. More than I've been a bad boy and this is my punishment? Oh, no, that one first. But I was saying between okay. those two. Which one, Lunchbox? Man, since you're not going to let him do the corona one, I guess I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a bad boy and this is my punishment. Eddie? Yeah, you're, you're for sure no on corona. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you are, I mean, you got to think about it. I just think somebody coughs on them. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's funny though. All right, I'll go bad, bad boy. Okay, so tomorrow, Mike, you'll be holding a sign on the street, a a poster board. We need to be able to check it off before you go out there. That says, "I've been a bad boy, and this is my punishment." (laughs) And you have to underline bad. (laughs) All right. Got it. Tomorrow morning, this time right here on the show. Like we'd forget. Corona's a hoax. Yeah, that. Yeah, the bad boys were the best one because coronavirus. It's such a sensitive thing. Someone could be driving by that had it and had a really rough time with it or lost somebody to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. can't do that. Tom Cruise is balancing on the top of a speeding train for Mission Impossible. I saw this picture. I'm just wondering what Tom's issue is because this guy is wanting to go to space. He's jumping out of things. He's doing his own stunts. He has the need. Well, is it because I was thinking about this? Is he too rich where everything in life is given to him? There's no thrill for him, so he has to go out and do these physical things. Is it because he's too short and his whole life he's been told <laughs> he's short and he wants to prove it? You know what they call short man syndrome? Yeah. Oh. Is that what it is? Is it is he getting older where he's always been a young guy, but now he's 58 and he has to go, "Well, I got to prove to people that I'm not old. I'm young Tom Cruise." What do you think is his hang-up here? I think he just has a, a adrenaline rush type personality. But all that comes from. I, I don't remember him doing this early in his career. Yeah, I yeah I don't I don't know what he was like back then. Um, but like my father-in-law is like that, and I don't. I think he's always been that way. Like flew fighter jets in Vietnam, and then has been seeking thrill type stuff ever since. Lunchbox. I think it's the, I, I'm not old. I'm trying to hang on to being young and trying to stay cool. Like, look at all the cool things I'm doing. Don't look at me as a 58-year-old dude. Oh. 
Eddie? Call it. Oh. I'm with the first one. I think he's bored. I think he's done everything. And he's like, gosh, what else can I do? I have all the money in the world. I'm famous. Like, give me something. Let's go to space. Something. And I think it's short. We're all different on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Could be all of it. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a combo. His movies have grossed over $4 billion in North America and over $10 billion world- worldwide, making him one of the highest grossing box office stars of all time. Oh. Top Gun. I like the Mission Impossible series. I yeah. think those are good. But what's he been in that's just been great? Days of Thunder. Oh, that's a good one. Never Cold saw tri- it. Oh. oh. Bones. Cold Trickle? Drop the hammer? Come on. Just by you guys saying this stuff, yeah. it's not going to remind me that I've seen yeah. it. I want you to go out there and hit the pace car. Hey, rubbing's racing, Harry. If you ain't rubbing, you, you ain't, ain't racing. racing. Okay, okay. <laughs> just drive through it. <laughs> drive through it. I don't know that I've seen this either. Oh, yeah, guys, no. it's so good. It. Rain Man? Yeah, that's oh, good. good. That might be it. For me, Rayman was so good, and it wasn't. A- He's done so many action movies; they all tend to blur into each other. What's the um, Tropic Thunder? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> is he in that? Yeah. Yes. What are you gonna say? Uh, what's the underwear one? What is? Risky yeah, risky business. Risky business. Is that good? Oh, you didn't see it? No, you're, I don't think you're so. suggesting it. A few good men. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, great that's movie. Really good. Yeah. We forget all like the real good roles yeah. he's done because he's just jumping around parachuting places all the time. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A mom of three is paying forward an act of kindness she received from a teenage McDonald's employee. Brittany Reed went to the drive-thru at a Mickey D's in Waynesville, Ohio after football practice. Her kids were crying in the back just as she realized, oh crap, I forgot my purse at home. So she looked at the young man behind the register Said she got a little teary-eyed. She goes, hey, I'm sorry. I got to cancel the order because I don't have my wallet. But the employee, Wyatt Jones, said, I got you. Pulls out his own wallet as he's working, swipes it, and said, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. So she goes, okay. She goes home, finds out who he is, starts a GoFundMe page because the kid wants to go to college, raised $29,000 by telling the story. (laughs) That's awesome. How about that? And all he did was just pay for her groceries. Wanting nothing, by the way. Correct. Pay for McDonald's. Oh, I mean McDonald's, yeah. That is crazy in many ways. That's amazing. Wyatt Jones, man, I see you. That's that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On right now, it's Katie in Florida. Katie, what's going on? Hi there, how are you? Pretty good. What can I do for you? So I listened to the podcast. Um, I live in Orlando. The show's not on here, sadly. Um, And I heard you guys talking about if you had someone propose to you and you said no. Yeah, that happened to you? Yes. So I was dating a guy for about five years and we broke up. It just wasn't working out anymore. We weren't right for each other. And everything was fine. A few months later, he reached out all of a sudden and was getting kind of weird. Like he would show up at my job with flowers and Got, it just kind of got strange, and he said he really needed closure, and if I could please just meet him to get some closure. So I did. I went and had a breakfast with him, and it was fine. And at the end, he started to get a little weird, but I left, and it was fine. Then I noticed he was following me home, and when I got home, I finally stopped and got out of the car. I lived in an apartment at the time, so I knew he wouldn't know exactly where. And he got out behind me and got down on one knee and pulled out a ring and said, will you marry me? Oh. And then what'd you say? <laughs> I said, No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's bold. Hey, do you think <laughs> he was so emotionally hurt that he made a decision based off of emotion? Or do you think he really wanted I, to marry you for a long time? No, I think it was just emotions. I think he was having a hard time 
that when we broke up that it was final. I think he was expecting me to kind of run after him and keep trying to get back with him. So when I didn't, I think that rejection kind of hurt a little bit. And he thought, well, if I propose, maybe that'll kind of fix it all and we'll get back together. I don't know. Well, there are two things that can fix a relationship, proposing or baby. You know, if there are tro- <laughs> those sure. are the two things you should do if you want to fix a relationship. And so do you yeah, talk to this guy sure. at all anymore? No, I actually know that he did get married, so that's great. I'm happy for him. I hope he's happy, but no, I haven't spoken to him in forever. Oh, man, I wonder if his Probably now same wife. Ring. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I was thinking question. he kept that same ring. Yeah. <laughs> but if she knows the story of him being going a little, Probably not. A little crazy. Because here's the situation. He her. Let, let me run this by you guys. Let's say you're a girl yeah. and you're dating a guy, and you find out that that guy proposed to somebody and she said no prior. That one, he's proposed. And was rejected and maybe wants to be with her. Mm -hmm. That would just be a weird thing, right? That's why he's going to make sure that she doesn't know that story. Yeah. But also, I'm taking into account what you often say is if a, if we like the guy, it's not crazy. It's sweet. Like right. if she really if she if you wanted to marry him, you would think it was awesome that he followed you home <laughs> creepily <laughs> and then got it down on creepily, money. It would have been romantic. Right. <laughs> Guys, he followed me all the way home. Even and though then, he didn't quit. He was tenacious. <laughs> yeah. He just really wanted to marry me. But because, you know, if you don't like them, you don't, then suddenly That's it's creepy. creepy. Kay, did you get a chance to see that ring, though? Well, yeah, and it was beautiful. But that's what I also wonder. I wonder if when he got married, did he use the same ring? Yeah. Because he got married just a year after that. Oh, for sure. Oh. Then. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a way? Do you know who he married? Can you look at Facebook? What, and what's her Instagram name? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, do you? Know, is she, are you friends with her or no? No, I don't know her at all. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for your story. I appreciate that. That's a good one. Not good that it happened to you, but it was entertaining for us, let's sure. be honest. And if yeah. you're that guy and you're listening, call in. He's probably not. He probably lives in Orlando. Does he live in Orlando, too? Yeah, he does. All right. <laughs> All right. He's probably not listening. Okay. Well, thank you, Katie. <laughs> appreciate you, and we, we love that you listen to the podcast, and you call us even if it's a day later. Can you ask me how I'm feeling? I can. Hey, so, Katie, how you feeling? <laughs> I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, nice. There she is, everybody. <laughs> Great call. Great call. All right, Katie. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, Have bye-bye. Let's try the big story. Let's go. Bobby's Big Story. A 25-year-old woman discovered after she had a headache, she was like, I'm having these headaches all the time. She's like, I don't know what's going on. Is it water? Am I dehydrated? Is, am I wearing my hair in a weird style? No, none of that. She had a tapeworm in her brain. Oh. oh. Only 25 years old, tapeworm. The aches were caused by tapeworm larva that had taken up space in her brain. Now I think every time I have a headache, I wanna, sure. wonder how big the tapeworm is. Yeah. <laughs> the woman, who oh. never traveled overseas, is the first case where she's from. For the past seven years, she's had headaches. They would occur two or three times a month. And they went away with prescribed migraine medication. However, the last one was more than a week. And she's like, also, my vision's getting blurry. So they went into the brain, found that worm. And they got it. Ch-ch-ch-chilling. Ugh. Ooh, that stinks. That's, the, that's your big story. There it is. Thank you. Bobby's other story. Oh, I have a second one here, too. Last night on Dancing with the Stars, there was a big mess up at the end of the show where... And I'll just play this for you. Tyra Banks announced that Monica and Val were safe. They left the floor. And then she was like, oh, I did the wrong thing. And then that she had to call them back out. Oh, no. Also, Tyra's not a great ad-libber. Oh, gosh. Oh. Here. Anne and Keo and Vernon and Pita 
are at the bottom two. There's actually been an error. I'm looking right now and we have three couples. So we need to clarify this for one second. The bottom two couples are Anne and Keo and Monica and Val. Please come back. Please have Monica. They already went backstage. This is live TV, right? This is the craziness of live TV. Listen. <laughs> what do you do? That's it. No, then you just fix it and yeah. you move forward. But last night, Anne Hayes was eliminated. She probably should have been anyway. So, but there you go. Now, there are 10 couples left, which is crazy. There are still that many. They got to stop chopping them quick mm. now. But that, the, the Neve guy is real good. AJ McClain, he danced with the Backstreet Boys all behind him on a big screen. Oh, oh that's cool. cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's your other big story if you're watching Dancing with the Stars. There you go. Call us if you want, 877-77-BOBBY, 877-77-BOBBY. Let's go to Lindsay in St. Louis, who's on right now calling the show. Lindsay, what's going on with you? Not much. How are you guys? Pretty good. What can I do for you? I was just calling to weigh in on the Ray and Mike D situation. Um, So the week of my wedding, I got married in August. The week of my wedding, my sister actually told my parents that she was pregnant. (laughs) Now, how would you and have then, wanted that to go? Because I hear your story, but how would you have wanted your sister yeah. to handle that? I mean, I feel like I could have waited, like, at least a week after or so because she had just found out. Ooh. So I was kind of like, um, okay. Like, and she told me, like, two or three days after my wedding. So I was kind of still on, like, that newlywed high, I guess. So I was, like, just kind of, like, burst my bubble a little bit. <laughs> well, if she only told your mom and dad, though, how much thunder is that actually stealing? It's not like she announced it at the well, wedding. Because then, yeah, but then, like, my mom told some of my other family members, and so it was kind of like a thing that other people knew. How do you so, guys feel about that? Is that thunder stealing? Thunder no, stealing. Oh, it's not I don't think stealing. it is either. It's a baby. It's your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are all good things that happen right. in life. I don't think you're stealing thunder because you're adding something awesome, you know, right. amazing. I think it would have, at the wedding, I think to stand up and go, Look at my ultrasound! Right, correct. That, that would have be been stealing thunder stealing. Thunder. Yes, exactly. But I get it, Lindsay. I do. I, I've... Because of COVID. Go ahead. I was say because, because of COVID, like it was just like a whole big thing that we even got married. So it was just like a lot of emotion that is like built up up to the wedding. So. So did you I, say something to her? Um, I did, and um. Yeah, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> She's no longer going to the wedding. Oh. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. Younger, older sister? Yeah. Which one? Younger. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what we younger kids do sometimes. <laughs> we don't. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you, need, do you want us to call her on the air and patch this up? Uh, no, I think I'll be okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, we appreciate that call, Lindsay. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> over to Brooke in Tampa, who is uh, standing by. Hey, Brooke, what's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Um, my question is for Eddie. Um, I know he is like a diehard Cowboys fan, and I remember last Christmas there was a whole fiasco about his foster son wanting Patriots here, um, and he got the Tom Brady jerseys. But my question is, what is your foster son doing this year for football season since Tom Brady is no longer with the Patriots and he's playing for the Bucks? Well, it's funny. Obviously, he's kind of on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team now. Now he's really he's calling him Tampa Bay, and he's all along that that bandwagon. But I'm happy to say that slowly 
He's liking the Cowboys because he gets excited every week. Says, "What time are the Cowboys?" Why playing? would you do that to him right now? What do you mean? Why would you force him? <laughs> this is a family thing, Bones, uh, and, and he's a part of our family. My my little seven year old, junior junior, he loves. He started to love the Cowboys. Now my foster son's starting to love the Cowboys. I think my job as a dad, dad is finally coming around. Uh, so you, he's off Tampa, I mean, Tom. Still, he's still Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, but I think slowly. I think by the end of the year, we're gonna have them. Have they them be they a need to fan. win for that. That's right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They need to win at least a couple games. Uh, Brooke, thank you for the call. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right, see you later. Bye. I did uh, Marty Smith's podcast yesterday. Do you know who Marty Smith is from ESPN? Mm-mm. So no. we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and I don't know Marty very well, but he was nice enough to have me on. We talked for like 45 minutes or so. And speaking of like losing, mm. what I was talking about was the last few years with Arkansas because that's. All we had. Yeah. That's all we have. We don't have any pro teams. We don't have any we don't have pro baseball, football, basketball. All we have is Arkansas. So we are as the as the Razorbacks do. And so but it was cool. You can check out his podcast. It's called uh, Made in America. Or wait. America, the podcast. Uh, it's called America. Just look up Marty Smith's America. America. Marty, that's what it's called. Marty Smith's America. Okay. Yeah. So did that yesterday. Really nice guy. Really enjoyed my talk over there. I saw where Netflix is probably gonna raise their subscription prices again. So right now Netflix is twelve ninety nine, and so they need to raise about a billion bucks to cover all their production costs of their new movies, their new shows, especially during the pandemic. Here's the thing, twelve ninety nine, and I never want to pay more money for anything, but twelve ninety nine is a deal for as much as they have up there. They have a lot. Twelve ninety nine for as much as you can just, and you don't even have to stay on Netflix, but you could probably, if you had to. Stay on Netflix all day and that's it. And if find that's just, all you have. And find just about anything you wanted except for live sports. Other than that, twelve twelve ninety nine is a deal. And here's the thing too: if they raise it like a quarter every week, I wouldn't even notice. Well, they have to tell <laughs> you that. Eventually. That's a crime if they <laughs> start charging you more. Yeah, don't get the idea, Netflix. But yeah. I'm being honest; I don't know if I'd notice. Netflix is twelve ninety nine. If you had to pick one service, which which would it be? All encompassing. I go Hulu because we well we do oh, I love Netflix but Hulu has live so I can get almost the same things I can get on Netflix ish but we can also get live things. I don't even have Hulu. Yeah, I don't either. You don't? Mm-mm. But How you did cut you your, watch Handmaid's. You tale? cut your cable though, right? Yeah, we cut it. So Hulu Live is our main source, and then we go to Amazon Prime and Netflix for other things. Did you save money by cutting cable and adding the subscriptions? Oh yeah, for really? sure. Yes. Yeah, and then I also we also have Disney Plus and Apple Plus, all of which I signed up for the two week trials and then never canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we did the math and it's still fine to keep them because it's still less than we were paying for wow. a bajillion stations that we never used. Netflix is probably the one I would pick. If I, my favorite favorites are probably on Amazon, but more that I like are on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably have to go. Uh, what would you do Netflix. for sports? Mm, just watch Last Chance You or sports movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good old friends house. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Call Eddie. Hey, You're hold welcome. your phone up to the screen, Eddie. Let me watch what's I going mean, on I mean, I guess here. that works too. Yeah, but Netflix yeah. could be going up a dollar, so everybody heads up there. I do want to mention the story about Amy. You were where were you and your pastor was nearby? Soccer game. What happened? And he so we my son was being really kind of rude and demanding and I was trying to find a way to correct him I and mean, it had been going on and on and I had been patient. But then in a very firm way, but also kind, I said, "Why why do you have to be so freaking demanding right now?" Oh. 
<laughs> and then I looked up and I have no idea if he heard, he didn't say anything, but I look up and he's literally right in front of us. And I just thought, mm. I mean, I don't want any parent to hear me say that, but especially my pastor, because I don't parent that way. He's heard a lot of things. That's, oh, sure. that's going to be nothing. Sure. I know. That's going to be nothing. So it was fine. But I just thought, okay, at least it wasn't anything worse. I was watching this morning. There was these TikTok videos where kids are telling their parent to shut up. The other parent's in on the joke. Oh. And so they're recording it, but a kid goes like the... Hey, shut up, mom. And then the dad who does is not <laughs> in on the joke it. Oh. loses it. <laughs> yes. And just takes off all of them like to beat some butt. <laughs> and then some of them, the mom can't catch the dad in time. And the dad's grabbed it. They're so funny. I watched probably nine of them this morning. Yeah. The shut up challenge is making me laugh so hard. I like that. I'm gonna one, have to watch those. One kid was upstairs and the mom and dad was blowing. The mom's like, hey, come down, it's time for school. And he goes, Mom? Shut up! And the dad goes, you saw the dad slowly Incredible Hulk. What did you say? I was laughing so hard this morning. It was like 3.30. I was dying laughing. Okay, I might need to, that would go over you entertaining from our house for sure, but I'm nervous to like, yeah, see if I could catch my husband in time. But I'm wondering if I had tears coming down my eyes. Just because the parents were in on it too, the other parent. Right. One dad goes, did he dead A just tell you to shut up? <laughs> and she goes, I guess. And he goes, oh, no, he didn't. And takes off on a beeline to get that kid. Oh, no, he didn't. Hilarious. That, I tell you, between that and watching all the Morgan Wallen videos making out with all those girls in uh, Alabama. <laughs> you're loving TikTok right now. The, the Morgan Wallen stuff is so funny. He went to the Alabama football game. I didn't know when it was. Mm. It's now recently. But he went to the Alabama football game. And you see the text messages he's sending back and forth with some of these girls or like DMs. And he's like, yeah, pick me up. So he ends up going back to their dorm, and it's him and a ton of girls, and is at a bar in a dorm, and and he's like, either like making out with them or like passing shots mouth to mouth. So I mean, he's what? going crazy. He's playing guitar in their dorm room later, <laughs> and they're the all life. like filming. It's not his account, mm-hmm. but everyone. So there are like thirty videos of a Morgan Wallen just going. By the way, I'm not hating. The only thing that made me a little weird was was like COVID, but I'm not hating. <laughs> he's 27 and single. I know he's got a baby, but that's not. It's not his girlfriend, I don't, their wife. Yeah. But, but then all the TikToks are about that were day two. And they're like me as Morgan Wallen waking up with a VD and COVID. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> just so funny. So he's 27 mm-hmm. and these girls are? 22, not 21. Who cares? Oh, okay. hey, don't be hated. Yeah. Don't be hating on my I'm boy Morgan Wallen. Hey, hey, me. Morgan Wallen is, he do, he is well, unapologetic college, who he is. If they're in college, they're anywhere from 18 to 22. So they're all good. Yeah, all good. Let them have it. Yeah. Go, go to town. All the cliches you say about living life. I love that guy. <laughs> Doing anything wrong? Not yet. I don't know. I don't know anything he's done wrong, but I'm telling you. Between. Minus the, the COVID. I. Between the, the shut up challenge and the Morgan Wallen making out with all the girls in Alabama, I was TikTok entertained the last couple days, man. <laughs> Today is Morgan number two's birthday. There she is, 27 Yay! years old. Yeah. How's 27 feel? I feel old. I feel like I'm getting older by the minute. My hangovers are worse. My bones are starting to hurt. It just. It's not good. I feel old. She's the youngest on I the know, show. Please. It's like it's like read the room. <laughs> wow. 
So Morgan number two turns 27 today. She was born in 1993 as the youngest on the show. Here are some throwback facts from the year she was born, 1993. The 1993 VHS release of Aladdin sold 10.6 million copies its wow. first week. So as soon as it came out on video, people were, were popping it. This meatloaf song was the top-selling single of the year. Here you go. And we still don't know what that is. The Sony Walkman cost twenty nine ninety eight. Michael, <laughs> what? Nothing. Just the fact that that was your first response. You no, know, he believed it. Why were you so delayed in that <laughs> because, laugh? Because I was like picturing someone else being in their car right now and just casually driving along, <laughs> looking, being like, did he just say butt stuff? And the kid in the back, <laughs> mommy, yeah. what does he mean? Well, it's that? eight. <laughs> right, I know. It's later on in the morning. Sometimes it takes me a minute to just <laughs> experience so it with the listeners and then I laugh. Oprah's 1993 interview with Michael Jackson is the most watched interview in the history of television. The fashion of the day included high-waisted jeans, baby doll dresses with Doc Martens, and plaid skorts with belly shirts. Between February and April, the Branch Davidian hit Waco, and that's when all that went down. Remember that? The, the, the FBI raided the Branch Davidian. And then Michael Jordan retired from basketball, going to baseball the next year. He came back. But there you go. That's 1993, Morgan's birth year. What do you remember about that year, Morgan? I remember nothing. That song, I think the only reason I know that song is from a commercial. Dr. Pepper, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Um, all of those fashion trends, I'm pretty sure, are back now, ironically. I have a friend that claims, I've told you guys this, that he remembers coming out of his mom. Oh, yes. yeah. He swears and has never, he's never backed away from going, nah, I swear to you, I remember it. And to this day, he will look me in the eye and go, all I remember is that air started to, yeah. like, pound me in the face, and then light opened, and there were ad- adult people over the top okay. of me. Okay. <laughs> adult people. Yeah. Oh, okay. The thing is, we can't prove he did okay, it. Okay, well, come on. I know, I don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny, though. Like, you can't argue it. He told me that when I was like 18 <laughs> years old. And I saw him, I went to Oklahoma City a um, couple months ago. And he told me that again. I was like, remember that dumb story you used to tell me? He said about being born? It ain't dumb. <laughs> it's true. I was like, it's the dumbest thing I ever heard. I mean, uh, we could all be all probably picture that happening and think that it happened to us. Or we could all say the same thing. Yeah, it came yeah. out and there was a big light and people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody had it was like COVID. Everybody had masks on. <laughs> Corey in Alabama. What's up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Morning studio. Morning. Uh I had a question about something Bobby does regularly, and I think it's kind of a new thing that he does. But anytime he hears something he doesn't particularly like or agree with, he goes, uh, and I have picked that up and I get the craziest looks for it. And I just wanted to know where it came from. I don't know. I do that. Yeah. It's kind of like when you end a rant and you're frustrated at it and you're just like, anyway, uh, uh." (laughs) that's what you do. I haven't noticed, but I'm going to, now I'm going to look out for it. Why don't you notice if I do? Ugh. <laughs> I do. I don't I do know notice, if that's even. But that I up. might do it too. I was just well, that's funny that you pick it up, Corey. It's you hang around people enough, or you listen to us. I do that too sometimes. Sometimes you kind of adopt things that other people do. Mm-hmm. I need to listen though, because I think my crutches are all right. That's a big crutch for me. And a crutch, is something you lean on whenever you're trying to go somewhere. I'm like, all right, well, no. all right's a big one, but I haven't done it yet. Hmm. Amy's is like. 
Yeah. Like, yeah um, she lives on those crutches. <laughs> hey, have I gotten better? Like, yeah. Of <laughs> all these years <laughs> that we've been working on it? Corey, where do you listen in Alabama? Uh, I actually listen to the podcast. I'm in out of Huntsville. Oh, cool, man. Well, I appreciate that I call. You guys here. Well, thanks for sharing with us. Absolutely. Ho- hope you have a good day, man. Uh, can I shout out my sister back in Arkansas? Have at it. Uh, shout out to my sister Erin back in Russellville, Arkansas. Uh, I miss you, and I can't wait to see you again. And thank you guys so much for taking my call. All right, Corey, have a good day, bud. You too. Bye. That's sweet. It is. Shouting out. Let's go to Allison in Florida who has called the show. Allison, we appreciate you. What's going on with you? Hello? Hey, Allison. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. What can I I do for you? Um, I was just going to share that my sister... Um, had also, um, in 2008, when I got married, my sister found out she was pregnant and she announced that she was pregnant before my wedding. And I had a completely different reaction. I was completely fine with it. I was happy for her. And even people at my wedding knew she was pregnant and it wasn't a big deal. It did not steal my thunder. Everything was good. So same thing with Mike D and Ray. I think it's all good. Thunder stealing has been the topic of conversation here. Raymundo is getting married in... A little less than three weeks. Mike D proposes. And Raymundo's like, you're stealing my thunder. Go listen to the podcast from today. <laughs> they got into it a little bit. But then we had a caller who called in and said, hey, my sister announced she was pregnant like a week before our wedding. And then we debated if that was thunder stealing. But we appreciate your perspective and your story, Allison. So thanks for sharing that. No no problem. Thank you for having me. All right. See you later. That's it for us. Amy, what's going on today? It's a normal day for me. What about you? What's a normal day? Oh, I mean, just get go back to the house, get some work done there, do laundry and doing all the sheets and stuff today. Mm-hmm. Then go. It's like before you know it, then it's time to go get the kids. Oh, and then man. I pick the kids up <laughs> and then we figure out dinner and we do homework and then we play and then hopefully we then we go to bed on time. Yeah. It all happens so fast. <laughs> Not the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> My day is completely different. Um, I'll go home. I have to do some stuff with the Opry today. I taped some stuff on... Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. I taped stuff on Tuesdays at the Grand Ole Opry. Then we have our phone meeting for my taping of my Nat Geo show this weekend, which is uh, in Virginia. Uh, Going to a a farm over there. So, different than yours, for sure. Yeah. Mine's a different kind of work. Yeah, it's it's A less rewarding kind of work. Oh, no. it's We get rewarded in different ways. Uh, See you guys tomorrow. Thank you very much. On Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Bobby Bones.